Show me potato salad. All right, Instagram is live. YouTube is also live. Am I here? Pretty hard question mark at the end. Okay, sent you an invite. There he is. I have arrived, and we are good on YouTube as well. Okay. I'm actually going to move this away from the PC mic so we don't get an echo. All right, guys. Yeah, and everyone, you guys can let me know if uh, YouTube sound and stuff is, you know, you know the drill. <clears throat> yep. Welcome, everybody, to the Train Like a Ranger live chat. Um, hope you guys had a great holiday. Welcome to the new year. So we're looking forward to uh, coming at you guys with the new energy. Uh, if it, this is your first time here, we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and military prep. So be sure to hit us with some questions. Or, um, or we can just chat it up about whatever. Uh, actually, I just got one that, that rolled in here. What are some Ranger prep workouts I could do in my house? No equipment. So I have two programs that I recommend off the website. Uh, the Advanced Military Prep Program has both a gym option and a home option. Um, both are two tiers. And uh, so essentially you get two programs and one with the advanced military prep program. Um, same with the conventional military prep program. Both are kind of um, similar in that way where they have a gym workout and a home workout. Or you could also do the, um, the body weight and limited equipment program that is completely at home and that is uh, three tiers. So that's a little extra and it's more focused on at home uh, body weight workouts. Yeah, we had made that one uh, specifically because of you know, COVID and uh, the gym shutting down and things like that. So it's, it's really, really dedicated to, if you don't have a gym to go to, you'll be able to uh, use that program to, to get yep. what you can and, out of it. And we kind of leave some, um, there's some options in there. Cause we understand some people like at home, usually people have dumbbells or a kettlebell, um, but there's options there. There'll be like, here's the body weight option. But if you have uh, certain equipment, you could do this also. So it's similar planes of movement, similar muscle groups, but there's options in there as well. So if you have some equipment at home, uh, you could do some extra things with that program. Now, uh, I got another question about programs that talks about, can you brief what the gym strength and conditioning, um, oh, can you brief what the gym strength and conditioning prep you have? So I think I understand what you're saying. Um, again, talk about conventional prep, um, advanced military prep program. They both have gym options as well. Um, and then you got the warrior program, which is completely uh, gym focused. That's a six month program, well-rounded strength and conditioning program. Uh, you guys go refer to our YouTube channel, look up the warrior program. And, uh, and there's a really in-depth video describing the warrior program. We also have descriptions under each program that, uh, that are really detailed. And if you have questions beyond that, be sure to reach out about um, certain programs. I'll be glad to elaborate. You got anything for that? Uh, no, I don't even know what the question was. <clears throat> okay. You said uh, it very quickly and then said, I think I know what he means. And then just, you just went on and I didn't know what happened. So, yeah, I'm also not announcing the name. So let me announce the names here. Yeah. Get it um, together. I know it's been a couple weeks. He guys. took two weeks off. We can't get it together. <laughs> I'm, I'm new. It's a new <laughs> year, dude. Uh, Micah says, Hey, what's up gentlemen? What's up, Micah? 
Welcome, dude. Uh, if you got any questions on your end, let me know too. Cut me off. I don't. I will answer a question that I thought we haven't really talked about um, military prep wise. Uh, someone asked in the in the DMs uh, about uh, barracks, like sharing rooms and all of that. Um, so that I would just put that out for anybody who cares. Um, most places in the army, you won't share, like you'll have your own bedroom and you'll share a common area, like a kitchen and uh, a bathroom. And in some units, you're lucky enough to have your own bathroom and shower and stuff as well. Um, but I will say, so in, we had our own bathrooms and showers and rooms with a shared kitchen when we were in Savannah. Uh, when I was in the 82nd, my guys had a their own rooms, shared a shower, shared a kitchen, and like a little bit of a common area, like a dining room. And then when I was in Italy, sorry, my dog is barking, probably at nothing. Uh, in Italy, I had, this was weird. So I had my own bedroom. We shared a kitchen, a little like bar eating area in our shower and bathroom, but the bathroom didn't have a sink. So you each had your own sinks in your room, which sounds weird. So like my bedroom has a sink in it, but it was pretty nice because you could brush your teeth and shave and anything, not have to worry about your roommate using the sink at the same time. But it is weird because you like go to the bathroom and then you have to like walk back to your bedroom to wash your hands. It was a little, it was a little bit weird. But yeah, there's very wildly differing barracks rooms, but usually you do at least have your own room. Someone asked me in that in the DMs, I assume that that means more people have the question. So Yeah, and it does it does vary based off the unit the unit you're in and who you're with. Like your living situation will vary based off that as well. Like you said. Um, your time in Italy was different than your time in regiment. And then, whereas if you go somewhere elsewhere, I've seen guys like where they're all crammed in the same room. So I've seen some cases where that's pretty like, rare. Now they've yeah. done away with most of that. So, um, some of like the older bases, if you have a unit, it, does, it actually depends not even on base, but like which unit on base, like some of them get worse living areas, depending on what yeah. they do. But for the most part, most of the barracks, you'll have your own room. It is rare. Back in the day, it used to be like your roommate was like your roommate. You guys like slept next to each other. Um, but most of the time you have your, at least your own little room where you can close your door and sleep. Yeah. Till step duty wakes you up. To be <laughs> exactly. Uh, dude, I remember when I, when I became a sergeant, I, uh, I moved to Tybee Island. Cause I was just like, and, and I didn't even have the housing allowance. I was just like, no, nah, fuck this. Something mean, this, uh, this other guy hit me with, uh, with a, Hey man, I need a roommate. You want to move in with me? Tybee Island. Uh, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And, um, actually it was Wilmington, but close to Tybee close enough. Um, so we went out, we got a duplex together and, uh, and I paid that out of pocket, dude. And it was worth it. It was so worth it just not to deal with all the bullshit. Yeah. The so. barracks can be, uh, they can be something that's for sure. Um, cause I remember, yeah, just getting it was like, it, don't answer your door. Like, unless you know who it is, don't answer your door. That's my, that's my biggest, uh, if you guys are going to the military tip, that's, you can take that to the bank. Someone knocks yeah. on your door. You act you're like not you're there. not there. You are not simple. There, um, although that is how I met, uh, this is probably fine. I, yeah. He's on commercials and stuff. So I don't know if you guys are football fans, NFL fans, but, uh, Alejandro, 
Villanueva. He was a lineman oh, yeah. for the Steelers. He's a lineman for the Ravens. That's how I met him. Actually, he was on staff duty and he knocked on my door. Yeah. And the first yeah, thing yeah. I this is the first thing I thought when I opened the door. I said, "Damn, sir," because he was just a lieutenant. I was like, "Damn, sir, you are tall as fuck." Because he's huge. <laughs> the dude is he's a monster. No, I just yeah. I said that because I woke up, I opened my door, and I was like, "Damn, sir!" Like I had been going. I went out the night before, and I was like, "Damn, he's sir. a big dude, man. He's a big dude in person. Oh, he's, he's big like seven now. Foot tall. Yeah, he's well, he's big now. He's a lineman. He gained a ton of weight to be a lineman. He's like an offensive yeah. lineman. Dude weighs like three hundred pounds now. But yeah, he is yeah. crazy tall. Dude, I was just <clears> thinking about uh, how small of a world it is. Like we know a couple famous people i don't want to throw but my my parents hang out with uh uh stone cold steve austin in the same ballpark i don't know know if i want to yeah it's probably fun they hang out with sting and his wife oh that's what it was yeah 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 sting it's like crazy it's like dude i had an action figure of that Mm -hmm. dude when i was little now i seen him i saw him at like uh saw him at thanksgiving that was kind of cool um but uh we got a couple things like that um where we know people who are famous or met people who are famous or they're around. I mean, it's just such a small world, dude. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, even knowing serving with guys from like Black Hawk down and stuff is crazy. Like they're obviously not in the movie, but like there's people actors playing them in a movie. I'm like, Oh, I met that guy in real life. I had Brad Thomas on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Those are nuts. Yeah. Um, so that's cool, man. And then, um, you know, just everybody I've talked to has been pretty cool. Uh, looking forward to talking to more people, but it's amazing what connections you build. I just see, can't attest, and dude, that's great advice for the don't answer your door. <laughs> yeah, it is. Don't answer your phone either. Um, yeah, well, that gets you in trouble sometimes. I actually no, had does. I had an NCO. Uh, he said, "You're." He's like, "You're off for the day." He's like, "Just keep your phone on you." And it was it was lunchtime, so I went to the to the defac, and you know the defac in Savannah is like brick and lead, so like you don't really have service inside the defac. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I got out and had like three missed calls, and I was in the, I mean I just ate lunch. Like I was in there for like 15, 20 minutes, and I just got off. I was in uniform still, like I walked over, and um, already this, know who this is just based off this description. This NCO like. left me a voicemail. And uh, actually, I don't think you know who this was. Um, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, not this specific story. Uh, but I get a voicemail and I have an NCO. And I'm a Ranger private, so like this isn't good for me. Like I'm like, uh-oh, here, here we go. About to be a bad day. Um, yeah. Instead of being off at noon, I was getting, yeah. So I have listened to this message and I'm getting just, he's just screaming at me through the phone. And he's told me like, do push-ups. And I was like, like it's a voicemail. Like, <laughs> I just want to text him and be like, "Yeah, right. I did a <laughs> hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, doing them right now. <laughs> um, like, dude, he was so dude, mad. The cell phones, cell phones, so stupid. I, I remember. I always hated that. I, I, th- I remember. I thought you were talking about somebody else. I want his name, obviously, for because he's still out there. But he's still um, out there. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, there's that one guy in particular who would always always be about the cell phone, dude always just getting blown up it's like dude am i off or not and just always getting texts and stuff hey report on this roger it's like it's like what the hell you know if we were talking about this like the time before the cell phone everybody's like yeah we had a hard back in the day i'm like dude you didn't have the cell phone yeah i'm telling you mike because my dad was in um in like the late 80s early 90s and he's like yeah he's like we on friday he's like as soon as like they let you out of formation you literally you sprint 
he's like you would sprint because as soon as you got away from them like they couldn't you were good you were free and clear for the weekend because they have no way to get a hold of you so they were like we would literally you you sprint like because the dudes that get caught up on details and stuff like are that he's like you just sprint away which actually happens in uh the army still sometimes um but yeah he was like i would just sprint here i would just run he's guys i would just run I was yep. like, yeah, I just get uh, my phone calls going off all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, 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 you were never truly off. Um, Powerlift says, by the way, he says, been on your meal plan for a month and a half. My ba- my biceps are getting bigger and my weight is dropping. Loving the results. Awesome. Uh, McKinnon, I appreciate that. Uh, keep up the great work, dude. Put a lot of work into those nutrition programs. Very informative and, uh, and easy to follow. So I'm glad to hear. A oh, lot you're, of options. You're too, humble too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best thing you'll ever see. Um, what's that, dude? I love that song by Lonely Island. I'm so humble. Oh, I'm so I, humble. Yeah, I literally listen to that when I work out, dude. Um, the, in the it shit cracks uh, me yeah. up. It just yeah. really just resonated with me because I'm like the humblest person I know. Me too, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, you kind V haven't seen you guys in a while. Yes, we had a two week two week break for for Christmas. Um, yep. I probably, I mean, I only probably gained eight pounds, but, um, but yeah, we had a two week little break, um, did a couple of behind the scenes stuff, but decided to let everybody and each other spend some time for the holidays. Yep. Yeah. It um, took a little content break. The, the work's never truly done. I was still working on some back end stuff, but yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, we're back. It's the new year guys. Good to see you guys again. Uh, PHP says looking to get an option 40 or at least join the 75th early into my career i'm 18 but i've heard lots of talk about how long the ranger route and it's not good for ranking up ranking up uh true or false and what rank do you think is plausible to attain if i get into the regiment at like e3 with five years left in my contract um so as far as uh the ranger route's not that long it's shorter than most special operations tracks uh mostly because it's you you get selected and then you like we've said a bunch of times like your selection doesn't stop like until you're you leave the 70th regiment like every day you show up to work and you're 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 yeah Uh, it's like selection every day but um no the the route's not long and really it doesn't affect your uh promotion status almost at all because until you're in for two years and you get specialist um which you can get it a year and you can get it 18 months i think with a waiver but they're probably not even giving them a lot of those out currently um until you get specialist after two years then you hit your time in grade as a specialist like you can't get promoted you can't you cannot get promoted until you hit two years of time in the army as a specialist and then you have to have time in grade uh which i think is a year and a half two years it's either 18 or 24 months i think uh to be even, even be eligible to go to the board to get your e5 so uh not really the only thing that i would say is that it, it could possibly slow you down if you get two regiment at the back end of a bunch of people showing up who are in front of you for ranger school but even they pump those dudes through to school pretty quickly as soon as they're ready so realistically i would actually say it's probably a faster way uh depending on mos dependent obviously um speaking more for like 68 whiskey 35 anybody who's down on the line with the 11 bravos and the lines uh as long as there's a spot which there usually is like it's it's doesn't slow you down getting promoted i don't think really at all um and if you get out of regiment 
it actually speeds up your promotion track like a bajillion. Yeah. Um, yeah, if it's any consolation, uh, I showed up, no college credits, right? I was fresh out of high school, so I was a fuzzy. Um, when I got to regiment, I had just gotten over my six-month mark. So I got in in November. By the time I got to regiment, it was, it was August, fresh August. Um, so what's that? Uh, math, you know, uh, nine months. So about nine months it took from the time I got in to the time I got to my unit, like actually done and processing everything. Um, and so I was a PV2 when I showed up, right? And then uh, I would say I had sergeant. Oh, what? You, you didn't get promoted to AIT for getting an honor graduate or anything? <laughs> you're, you're really proud of that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think I hit sergeant. Crazy, at, dude. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, it's sergeant at like two and a half years. So, I mean, it was fast. It was, it was fast. Um, and Tony, with your regiment background, you hit like, uh, would you get out as like E6 or so? No, I actually got out as E5. Okay. Um, now I was doing an E6's job. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, but I, Italy, uh, so the way Italy kind of worked, uh, and the reason I didn't get out as an E6, which I should have made sure I did, but, uh, with the ALC requirements, um, mm-hmm. to ALC. get to the school from Italy was really difficult. And then they only had, they didn't really hold boards. Cause like I was in Latvia and Germany, like you can't train in Italy. So we have to go up. We were, I was on rotations all the time in different countries. So like I, there was no chance for me to go to ALC. I was a team chief. Like yeah. we were, we were in on a deployment in Latvia and then, you know, so I, I can't leave. Like there's no one to really to do my job. Like I'm a team chief. Like I literally work with company commanders. So like there was nothing I could really do um, to leave. So I couldn't get an ALC spot and you have to go even from Italy. I had to go to Germany for that school. Um, and by the time um, my, you know, med board stuff started coming down. Um, there was just no way for me to actually get to the school. Um, and they actually were going to send me to the board anyways, but I can't get promoted. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so it does. Italy was, yeah, a little bit rough. Just logistically, it's tough to be out there. And actually, if you get sent there as a new private, you're only there for a two years. It's not even like a full contract duty station just because it's so ridiculously weird. Yeah, but I would have gotten out as an E6 uh, with ease if I didn't go there or I didn't get med boarded up. Yeah, and I would say that's a good point about promotions um, hitting the checkpoints. So like um, regiment has certain checkpoints, like even before I had. uh, Actually, I what was unique about regiment is most people have to go to was it WLC, BLC. I can't remember what it is now. I think at the time it was WLC, now it's BLC. But yeah. anyways, it's like the ALC, right? Before the ALC. Um, they wanted you to hit that before most people make sergeant. Uh, I didn't do that first. I actually got promoted first. And then they sent me after. They're like, oh, yeah, you got to do this check the blog thing. But some people, it became a requirement where you had to go there first before they would give it to you. Yeah. Um, oh, Connor, Connor Ackman says, hey, Dan and Jay, hope you guys had a happy holiday. You as well. Uh, in your opinion, what's your favorite leg lifts to help with running? Um, really, really, uh, the big focus is, is your glutes and your hamstrings. Those are the big things that propel you forward. So um, really anything's going to, any major compound lift that involves the legs is going to be good. So squats, that's going to be 
a great one, but I, I also like the lunges. Lunges are a great stability and leg builder. Um, and then there's also other little, um, other little lifts you can throw in there, like uh, Bulgarian split squats and, um, and things like that, where you can do some single leg focuses and focuses on your stability and stuff. I think that really translates to running very well. Um, and, uh, and also one that's less, uh, less talked about, like do core exercises too. Uh, believe it or not, that's going to translate to a lot of your functionality to include running. So throw in some core exercises, uh, but also with the legs, squats, lunges, Bulgarian split squats, uh, just a bunch of leg exercises like that will translate. Lunges really just help your explosiveness a lot. So I, I, yeah, I'll go with lunges. Although I do not like lunges. <laughs> um, I remember somebody recently, uh, we heard a couple of funny things recently, but somebody was talking about the lunges. And, uh, and you know how I say like 10 each leg in the program, he's like, um, he's like, is this like 10 total? Like, this, no, sometimes I, I have it when I'm at the gym, you know, I have it on my Google sheets cause I copied it over. And, uh, sometimes I'm just like, well, what if I just did 10 altogether this time? I mean, it's probably fine. You know, cause cause I count the 20 the way I do it. So it's just so demoralizing. Yeah. I gotta get all the way up to 20. Oh, yeah. lunges hurt. The way I, I count my reps different. It helps me. Even though, like, I do 20, I count at one, one, two, two, three, three. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I which is a great tip for anybody else who who can't count uh, up past 10. Um, <laughs> but it really helps you keep it. track of everything. Right, 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 right. You got to keep it simple, dude. Um, um, PHP said at the end here, so if you're in regiment at, like, an E3 within five years left in my kind. Yeah, if you're in E3 with five years left in your contract, uh, you could get to E5. I would almost guarantee as long as you're in and you know, aren't a complete um, failure at everything, I guess you'd be an E five and you could probably get uh six pretty easily. Cause I would have done six and six, which is pretty good. Um, yeah. Had I not been med boarded. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Jacob said best hip flexor exercises for somebody doing jujitsu. Um, I'm going to talk about the, the hip flexor exercises, but something I wanted to throw as a caveat to this uh, that, you guys might find interesting hip mobility is important. So making sure you're flexible in the hip. So not only the exercises, but flexibility of your hip flexors. So, um, well, I got, I got a free stretching annex. You guys do like split type, uh, stretches. There's multiple different ones. I'm actually going to put out a video on hip mobility. Uh, guys do like the lunge and reach and then anything where you're driving the knee up is going to build the hip flexors. So, you know, things like, uh, core exercises that involve like flexing at the at the hip right which is a lot of things where it involves which is great for your core and as a whole but anything where you're lifting your legs uh you could do the captain's chair you could do mountain climbers you guys can do v-ups v-ups are great um which the me v and james are actually, the v up, uh <laughs> me and james are actually talking about doing a uh, a core specific um exercise routine uh, probably not going to be a whole program in itself, but more of a, a supplemental like annex. supplemental yes. program. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something we'll look to do and maybe throw out some videos and stuff. There's all sorts of things we can do. Um, I got that six set up out there now. So, uh, I'm going to start doing, uh, more interactive, uh, content as well. So I'm looking forward to all that. Um, H4 podcast says I'm in high school and want to get an option 40 contract after I graduate. Is there a delayed entry option? If I decide to enlist this summer, would you recommend me doing it? Uh, they should, it, it depends usually. So when I went in and I obviously mean Danny went in like literally the same day, um, which is weird, but 
Yeah. So most places have like a delayed entry program um, where you're like it. I can't even remember the, the acronym right now. It's, I'm spacing it, but it is you can show they'll have like the recruiting stations of events and stuff like that. Uh, I, when I joined the army, I was working full time, so I only went to like one or two of these like little events. They'll do PT and things like that. But they did the one of the events I went to was like a game of kickball. Um, I actually hit the the recruiting station sergeant major in the face with the kickball. He was pitching and I just <laughs> accidentally blasted. Um, and like he was pretty old, but yes, yeah, so they have um they'll have like events and stuff. And if you get for me, I was lucky enough to have a 13 Fox recruiter. So he kind of gave me some things to study before I went in, like the six elements and stuff like that. Um, so if you're lucky, they will be able to get you some study material, uh, basic army study material, things you'll just need to know no matter your MOS and things like that. So if you're really interested in joining the army and you want to get the option 40 and you can get that delayed entry, I, yeah, feel free. I mean, go talk to the recruiters and see if they're going to offer it or what they're going to run. Uh, but it can only help you. I mean, even if you don't, you do it and then you don't go, you don't, nothing was lost. Um, so that's really low risk, high reward. Yeah. Aiden says, what's the most amount of push-ups you've ever done in two minutes? Uh, my best PT test, I was about 85, 85 push-ups. Yeah, 82. And I don't think I'll ever, ever be able to do 82 push-ups in two minutes ever again. I don't think I was ever able to do it again. <clears throat> it's a very specific thing that you train for, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. People ask me how to get better at push-ups, do more two-minute push-up drills, right? Specific to what you guys want to do. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not something that uh, we have to do anymore. But no. uh, actually, uh, I actually started doing more drills. I did a two-minute drill the other day. And uh, and I want to start hitting you guys with some challenges. So uh, I'll work up to it. Just uh, Can you just beat you guys 30 push-ups in two minutes? Because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> right. Um, all right, Micah, Micah says, Can attest, flash the boom says, Dude, that's great advice. Okay, that was for my don't answer your phone or don't answer your door. I was about, I was gonna say who it was for, but obviously, it was my advice somewhere. Well, uh, Michael Seeley says, Do rangers get training in force protection or do anything related to that? Um, rangers get trained in whatever they have to do or they're currently kind of doing. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you get you there is there is force protection, uh you know, in some of our training, obviously, you know, it's, it, it just depends on what the mission set is. Um, but really rangers are going to train in anything and also everything that they need to. Uh, and you will do some force protection stuff, but it's not exactly your primary mission. Yeah. Yep. Um, Powerlift says, what kind of workouts did they have you do in RASP? Was it just a smoke fest, or did you do some prep work? You want to go first? Um, no, there's no... When you get to RASP, like, you should have already done your prep work. Like, RASP is... The PT in RASP is very, very hard. Um, Even in pre-RASP, it's hard. Well, in pre-rise, it was almost worse some days because we had this one of yeah, yeah, like it's rough. It's they're just ranger NCOs that are like, hey, we're gonna go do like these kids, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but But no, it's 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 hard. I mean, well, even I did the the combo course after and the do there because we're still privates. You know, we ran like sixteen miles one morning for PT, sixteen miles. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And no, it's just, that's why I tell you guys all the time. I'm like, 
you guys be ready beforehand. I put out a video, be ready beforehand. And, uh, and, uh, people will still hit it with that same, you know, the type of dudes who say it too, it's probably dudes who don't even get off the couch, but you're like, dude, just show up. Don't quit. You know, don't be a P U S S Y. And so, yeah, but no, bro, vet, dude. well, do you uh, remember, I remember it was, um, it was actually the, there's an NCO. Um, I'm not going to say his name. Uh, he was a really, really good NCO. Uh, he was teaching us our uh, driving, I think driving week. And it was actually the week I got recycled because of pneumonia and because I couldn't keep up in PT and he would just ruin us. Like the amount of things you would do in this PT session. And he would just, he's like, this is my warm up. Like, yeah, it was, a, it was just, and I was, struggling and i was in pretty good shape like i'm at rasp you know at 19 18 19 oh, i years never old. forgot that guy yeah, yeah no <clears throat> actually one that of our was- friends called me about him uh the other day randomly he called me he's like hey you remember and i was like i i remember nobody ever forgets yeah <laughs> that guy was so cool for the rest of the day but in the morning he was even cool in the morning he wasn't even mean but about it he just it was not mean he just broke us the hell off. He, he said, all right, here we go. <laughs> and he was a high-level fighter, like professional fighter, oh, yep. fighter for many years. So his fitness level was stupid. Yeah. Like he just, he could go all day. I really believe that was his warm-up. Dude. I mean, I really do. Yeah, um, I was struggling. And that's why I got recycled, because I, phys- I couldn't keep up. Because like I was, it, some of the other guys couldn't keep up, and they weren't sick. Like, I, I if you're anything is wrong with you at the time you were doing that PT, like, you were not going to keep up. Yeah. Flash the Boom says, you guys are doing great work. Keep it up, brothers. Thanks, Flash the Boom, dude. We appreciate it. We do appreciate that. Bravo Edits says, what's up? What's up, Bravo Edits? Um, all right. Aiden says, when do they have you go to RASP 2? Uh, <laughs> scrolling through live. He said, after RASP 1. I love that. So <laughs> RASP 2 is for senior leaders so if you're a higher ranking person you go to rasp two if you spend if you plan on doing a career in regiment what it'll probably look like is you go to rasp one you spend some time in the regiment you get sent elsewhere in the army likely and then you'll come back through uh to rasp two and you'll go through the little selection again and sometime or you just stay in regiment forever yeah yeah some guys some guys do that sometimes well it's pretty hard uh you have to do your usually you have to do like your recruiter or drill sergeant or instructor time at some point or else you'll just like not get e7 or e8 but <clears throat> uh powerlift says what happens if you fall out of a run with the platoon but you finish the run and bat will you get kicked out uh it's not gonna be a good day if you fall out of any run and bat what well, it depends so if you're on the line like definitely do not fall out of a run but as a 13 Fox, there was days where I was doing PT with just my NCO. So like, I don't know. Oh, well, I wasn't really falling well, out, but he was just like running. He, in. Also, he was stupid with it. though. He was so <laughs> um, yeah. I told him one day I told him, I was like, I can't, I, I'm never going to be able to be, he was like 20 minutes. It was, a, he's absurd. He was just, I was like, I'm never going to be, I'm never going to, this is never going to happen. He's like, yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, I know. He's like, I just run until you fall out. <laughs> he's like i just keep going faster until you just can't keep up anymore i was like is that a, a dominance thing <laughs> i don't yeah, know absolutely it was yeah <laughs> um i was a good runner so it wasn't too bad but even even for me like i was like dude at a certain point he was 
at a certain point, like we got to make some other things in here. Dude. We can't just run. <laughs> I know. Like, I was like, was rough. he's like, oh, uh, why my legs feel fine? I was like, dude, my legs are so sore. I was like, you're not giving me recovery time. I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, talk about ankle and knee problems, dude. Uh, all right. So to answer your question, though, out of a like a like a platoon run, uh, yeah, you probably don't want to fall out of that, especially um, especially in regiment. Like I said. You're doing a, sometimes we get together, do a company run. That's likely if you're like a, another MOS, like 13 Fox medic, when you get mixed in, um, sometimes you do like a company type run. You don't want to fall out of those. Um, but definitely, yeah, definitely platoon guy. You're in the line. Don't want to fall out there. It's going to be a bad day. Yeah. I will say though, they're more strong than fast the infantry guys especially when you first show up like usually you're pretty lean but like after a couple of rotations like you're a lot more muscle weight than you had before when you were a good runner so yeah well it, yeah and it depends on your your placement but um some guys you know some guys can get away with some stuff like if you if you know a guy he's a partier he, he's established himself within the platoon he's lagging behind a run some guys might look back and go oh, this piece he's of just hung over yeah <laughs> He's hungover or they laugh about it. You know, it's kind of a <clears throat> bro society sometimes. It's all about within reason, right? What have you established within? What kind of rapport do you have? If you're a private, don't plan on falling out of anything. You're going to get counseled. You're going to get smoked to death. Uh, somebody's probably going to take you out and make you run a lot more. I mean, it's just don't plan on that is what I would say. Yeah, like we said, I mean, every day is selection. If you screw up, like there's nowhere to hide <laughs> And like, they're going to know, like you're going to be in your team or your squad and there's going to be 12 people. Like you're not hiding anywhere. Like you kind of were up to that point. So yeah. like when you fall out of a 12 person run, like, you're the, you're the worst person in your squad at running. Like that's not ideal. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, when you get to your unit, it's like, and that's why I say I don't like necessarily like the gray man mentality going through. Um, your initial training it's what's going to feel most comfortable and and sometimes it's the right play but uh, you know every once in a while put yourself out of your comfort zone because when you get to a unit dude they're going to put that spotlight right on you like like you said there's nowhere to hide so and it's easier to make that mistake in like basic or ait than it is yeah. you know at battalion when it or even when you're at your unit in general yep uh jacob says thank you brother i'll be on the lookout for the video um yeah yep be looking forward to putting those out um do high action sports help with scoring higher on pt yeah doing any sort of sports in general is going to help with uh with the military i believe especially team sports like um i think it translate really well to the type of mentality and, and physicality that you need for the military so yeah uh, Michael Seely says, what's the best way to improve speed? Really just going out there and doing high intensity interval stuff. So, you know, in my programs, I write, uh, I write about sprints. I would even say, if you guys could find a hill, go do some hill sprints too. Uh, start focusing on some resistance, right? Um, so having, uh, having things like I talk about, you know, a lot of guys like, you know, they, they asked me about the rucking. They asked me about kit runs and stuff like that. What I would like to see more so as far as your improvement and acceleration is putting uh, putting resistance in front of you or behind you. Putting resistance right on top of you is just, uh, to me, the, the benefits don't 
really outweigh the impingement, you know, long-term. So I think it's better to do things like a sled drag or a hill sprint when it comes to building your speed um, instead of putting weight directly on top of you. So uh, that's, uh, that's one thing I will say. Uh, so yeah, go find a hill, do some sprints. Alrighty, Charles Edward says, hey guys, I'm in high school looking to join the 75th Range Regiment. I'm not a super strong swimmer. How much focus should I put into my swimming before RASP? I, I think the swimming part is a little bit overblown, personally. Um, yeah. it, it, you just really have to be able to get to the other side of a pool in boots, really. Like, you don't got to be like an Olympic swimmer. If you can doggy paddle for 50 meters or whatever, that's really all you need to be able to do. It's very basic. I remember being a little nervous about um, that test. Like, oh, is this going to be hard? Dude, you jump in water, you ditch in gear, you swim to the other side of the pool. That's it. It's super easy. All right. I will say um, it's a little bit scary. So I've never jumped into water with boots on. So the you sink pretty rapidly. So I was a little bit like when I jumped, even then I was like, oh, man, I'm going down fast because I was thinking I'm just jumping in a pool. It's fine. I go down and then I float back to the top. You do not do that in uniform. So, yeah, you need to be able to swim a little bit and it's a little bit nerve wracking, but it's not anything to it, it gets way blown out of proportion. The worst part was being outside. um, Getting hosed down with cold hose water because it's freezing outside. Oh, it's crazy is, I mean, people do fail at that. Some people panic or, you know, sink and don't swim very well. I mean, it, it happens. So, yeah, I mean, being able to swim good is always a good plan. But it's, to me, like you said, overblown. I think it's pretty basic stuff. Yeah, you have to be pretty bare minimum level of swimmer. Like, if you're at the fitness level that you need to be at there, you can get you can get to the other side of the pool. Like, it's not you know there's no technique like if you can get yourself floating enough to doggy paddle for it's you're fine yeah yep um all right so it says why does regiment send guys to the regular army after being there for a long time um so the idea behind uh the ranger and uh it goes it goes back to general abrams charter right it talks about you know taking the skills that you learn in the regiment and passing it on to the rest of the army let me bring up the charter so um that's the idea with a ranger um so just taking those skills and kind of providing those to the rest of the army that's the idea of what a ranger does yeah you're supposed to go out and elevate everyone else as well yep exactly so you guys go look up general abrams charter um you guys can see more about what i'm talking about and uh and the vision he had but that's kind of the heavily the idea behind uh the the whole ranger principle um so yes that's that's part of the reason it is structured that way um Aiden says, instead of going to instructors, drill sergeants, or recruiter, would it be a good idea to go to SFAS? How does being in a regiment set one up for SFAS? Um, okay, so this is kind of a loaded question because if you are in regiment, you're not expected to do drill sergeant or recruiter time um, eh. like you would be elsewhere you, in the Army. You still sort of are. 
it's not it's not up to the it's you're not as mandated so you can kind of stick around but it's much harder to get picked at these because like the e7 e8 e9 board like that's not a you don't go to your leadership and you know do the board it's an army-wide thing that gets sent up and they take the pictures away it's just nothing but your stats so if you're like missing all of these like steps in your path you can actually put yourself behind other people uh, to get some of those higher ranks Uh, so it's not like mandated but it's still a good idea as an nco to hit your um user and stuff like your your recruiting timer is some kind of time outside uh so that it'll you hit that mark going forward if you're going to do a 20-year career and as far as your the second part of your question, um, how does regiment prepare one for SFAS? Me and Tony have kind of talked about this uh, in the sense of I would not put a lot of people got this expectation if they don't know how it works they think Ranger here SF here I would say tier wise same thing totally different mission sets so um, it's just it's regiment is very physical. So as far as the physicality of anything you do in SFAS, uh, I would say regiments can put you there. Regiment has a high, high work ethic and high op tempo in comparison to uh, special forces in general. Um, I would say day-to-day life and regiment is very difficult. So whereas the SFAS is going to be more intellectually based and it's going to be a uh, long pipeline uh, overall, some people report a lot more career sustainability within SF as opposed to regiment. So your work ethic is going to be real good. So whenever you transfer to SF, you're going to be used to the high tech equipment. You're going to be used to a high work ethic. And, uh, and I think in a lot of ways it does make you successful. If you do transition to that, uh, be sure to reference the podcast I did with Tom Berhani. Um, he was actually just in this live. I don't know if he's still here, but scrolling through life is his IG handle, but we did, uh, we've done more than one podcast together. I actually need to get him back on, but, uh, we talked about the differences between Ranger and S- SF because he did both. Um, he actually did. He did Ranger. He did Ranger Reconnaissance, and then he did uh, SF. So, I mean, he's in 20 years plus in the Army, retired from the Army. So, I mean, um, you can hear what he has to say. It was a great podcast. So check yeah. that out, too. I mean, I would say if you start your career in Ranger Regiment, like it's ne- it's always going to help you no matter which direction you go in. Yeah, it really is a good it's a good move. I mean, it, it'll set you up for the rest of your time, you know? Oh yeah. I talk about this sometimes like, man, if I would have stayed in, like I was set, you know, we were both set. It's like everywhere we went school wise, I felt like a rock star. It was weird. It was like, I felt like, I felt like the bottom of the totem pole, right. And someday like a, a regiment sometimes. And then I'd go to these sometimes. schools and uh, <laughs> most time, most time. And then I go to, <laughs> I go to these schools and they'd be like, you know, putting me on a pedestal, you know, like, well, you're a ranger, you know? Um, so that was pretty cool. And it was eye opening. Like, um, you know, a buddy of ours who's in the, in the big army, he's just, they just keep trying to promote them, you know? Yeah. And, uh, well, it's just like, you just have such a, I don't know. It's cause it wasn't even that, like I had this stuff and it was like, Oh, patches and pins. Like, Oh, you must be cool. Like I just was like, I just felt like I was so much more well-trained, um, and like everything I've ever done going through that track and into regiment. It's all you do. It's all you do. You have the funding. Uh, Everybody's good at what they do. You got, you got incredible funding. You got training all the time. Um, 
it was just it was eye-opening sometimes whenever we'd mix in these other schools and it was amazing what other people were doing in comparison to what we were doing oh yeah completely nine day different um to hear people talk about their board or they're not training or you know all they get is certain briefs and they're not doing any any sort of real training or getting any sort of real funding i couldn't relate to that at all i was like dude i wish i was bored i wish yeah. dudes would leave me the hell alone someday <laughs> constantly training constantly busy there was always something going on um so great career builder it is a meat grinder though i mean it's very busy so. yeah uh capo drew says which one of your programs would you recommend for someone new to the gym the newcomer to athlete program is a great uh entry-level program uh we get in there it's it actually like first tier it's a lot of like you know especially if your gym has machines like uh a lot of those kind of focuses it gives some variations because i understand not every gym has the same equipment or whatever but um so you can get in there do some lower impact stuff and then it progresses to some uh things with the barbell so i think it's a great ramp up and then from there you can see about what other programs you want to look at but i even make a note of this is this is a great program uh, to start our other programs. So newcomer to athlete program. Uh, EM asks, what duty stations have pre-ranger? Uh, most of them do EM if they ever send people to ranger school. But any like airborne unit you're at, um, any of the bigger uh, infantry units and stuff, they will almost always have some sort of pre-ranger. And if they don't have one and you're trying to go to ranger school and they haven't had someone go, they'll try to find something to get you ready mostly because they want to make sure you're ready so it doesn't look bad on them if you don't make it yeah yeah um and i would say an airborne units ranger school is a focus for a lot of airborne units so um like it is pretty big in the 82nd i know 82nd since a lot of dudes to ranger school and um yeah uh, i don't know how the 173rd is i would assume yeah they do but it's like i said it's a little bit harder to get to schools from uh europe it also seemed like the 20 i think it's the 25th id in hawaii they seem they seem like they send a lot of people to yeah um, uh yeah. yeah you'll see 10th bound and third id so those those bigger infantry units and stuff they'll do uh ranger school yeah. at a, a decent clip yep um and yeah and they're pre-ranger uh, i will say cert is uh it's a great course but some of those other pre-rangers are pretty uh pretty pretty tough it seems like you know i hear about guys doing ranger school essentially before ranger school what uh, cert was yeah, cert was like I, an additional I, phase at ranger school yeah i mean it definitely it definitely was but um at least they feed you a little better there i was hearing yeah like some guys they were not feeding at cert so, or not cert but uh they're pre-ranger i'm like why are you getting starved yeah, you don't. Starving. You cannot train. Yeah, <laughs> you can't train your body to just like not need as much food because you've been giving it less food. That is the <clears throat> army's mentality of or military in general. That's their mentality of prep in a nutshell. Let's practice not sleeping and not eating. It's not how it works. No, right? <laughs> that's not how the body works. Yeah, the body just breaks down before you go break it down. Um, so you guys, uh, I get that question sometimes. Don't be starving yourself and. Uh, don't be starving yourself. Don't be sleep depriving yourself for practice. Okay. You just deal with it when the time comes. Right. Uh, yeah. Like starvation sure. and exhaustion are like level, like they're like tiered 
issues too so like the less you sleep over time like the worse they get it's not just one of those things you're like oh you're tired so it's fine though you'll just be yeah. tired now no like you'll die now <laughs> as you yeah, lose oh man difference between discipline like hey i want to get up at 4 30 and work out um yeah, sure, you can do something like that, but it's like, oh, I'm going to get one hour sleep tonight. Yeah, it does nothing for you. No. Okay, it just doesn't give your body the tools it needs to recover or build itself properly. Okay, uh, did you guys, did you have time to do your own workouts on uh, on work days? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, all right, what do we got here? Uh, PHP says, any knowledge on Intel MOS is like 35. Mike, what they do in regiment? Do they do the same stuff as everyone else? Um, or put in recon units or something. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I do know what Intel guys do. But. Um, really they just do their own thing. It, they, if you want to buy like an office job. I mean they come out. They deploy and rotate with you guys. But they're not like. Out on the line with the line guys. They're like at some kind of. Talk like just on the radios. And stuff like that. Um, but no. like You're not going to be running battle drills as a as an intel mos in regiment and it doesn't automatically put you in recon units you know every company normal companies need um intel as well yeah um let's see if you're an e5 who went to sniper school or k9 in a regiment would they still try to send you off to the conventional army um, These dudes are scared about getting kicked out of regiment. They're not even there yet. <laughs> yeah. I want to check back in with some of these guys uh, after a couple of years there. Um, uh, they're trying not to leave. They're like, as an E6, I'm definitely not going to want to leave. Going to be in crutches <laughs> on your way to work. Like, <laughs> um, uh, No, yeah. Like I said, you don't have to really leave. It just it can hurt you on the back end when it's the promotion board at the army level. They're not going to care that you're in regiment. Like you need to do your, you need to check these blocks or they're not going to want to promote you. Um, So they don't necessarily send everyone away. There are NCOs that they stay in regiment like almost their whole career. Although, yeah, that's true. It's, there's only, and there's also one of the reasons you get sent out, there's only so many slots. Like if there's always new people coming, people have to be leaving. And like there's only so many first sergeants, there's like only so many companies. So like as the pool gets smaller, you're not going to get your promotion track if you don't go somewhere else to to take that position and be the commander or the first sergeant or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you're probably looking at over a decade before you even have to start thinking about that. And that's why I joke. I'm like, well, let's see where you're at in 10 years. You know, like uh, uh, you guys will have some time before you even have to start thinking about where you're going to next. Um, uh, what do you say, Connor Boyd says, what do you say... Uh, what was the average runtime for the five mile? I know 40 minutes is the bare minimum, but I'm guessing most guys were faster than that. Uh, I don't even know if there's no average runtime for the five mile. I mean, there's because there's guys that get in that are like way strong and they can ruck at 42 miles in a day just walking with a ruck on their back. But like they're not the quickest runners like these are big guys. So like there are there were people that ran the five mile on the lower end of the spectrum, like 38 minutes. Um there was also guys doing it in like 25 minutes. Um, I think uh, someone that I went to RASP with ran like a 26 minute five mile at RASP. 
Um, there's no average five mile time. I guess really probably it probably hovers around 35. Maybe it would probably be like the probably the near end average. Yeah. 35 is probably a, a good average. Um, I just say that I tried to run a sub 35. That was my goal. Yeah. I was pretty fast. I ran a 31 whenever I first got there. 3130 uh, was one of my better times. Usually somewhere between 31 and 33 was my range. But um, I would say towards the end of my career, I started creeping to the (laughs) the 42. uh... Yeah. Uh, So what do you, uh, or actually, let me, let me, I got a, oops touch screens all right let's see it says e alex says what program do you recommend for someone with weight experience two years and five mile run are good so uh ultimately i like to recommend the warrior program that is the most comprehensive program you can do it and we offer it month by month so you guys can try it see if you like it continue or you can get the complete warrior program um Really great program, a lot of information. Uh, there's just there's a lot of knowledge that's introduced and on top of a solid strength and conditioning program. So um, that's the one I ultimately recommend. But uh, also the advanced military prep program is good as well. So that is a two-month program. So it's a shorter time, but has a lot of good info in there too and is, and is a great program. Uh, Thaleel Embryo asks, do you have more information on 13 Fox MOS? Because it cuts us off in six minutes, uh, we're not going to be able to answer that question. Um, uh, yes, we have he, all he, of the information about 13 Fox MOS. Our podcast, point him to, yeah, we yeah. got the YouTube channel, or we got um, a whole podcast me and him did on it. I'm on the YouTube channel, actually, so we definitely do have one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah go check out the podcast me and James did. We It was uh, what it's like to be an FO in the Army and Regiment, is yep. what it's called. Or something like that, Ranger Regiment. Uh, yeah, just I think it's actually it's, I don't think it's our faces. No, yeah, it's our faces ish. Um, yeah. All right, EM says is it more competitive for enlisted or officers? Uh, definitely officers um, in regiment. There's not a lot of officer positions. They're definitely at a premium, so it's it's just tough to get in there as an officer, uh, and it's easy to get in as an, an enlisted. And stick around and get promoted if you're good. Um, it just it just makes sense. It's like what's available versus like what's the need? There's only so many officer slots, right? But there's a lot more enlisted bodies that are needed. Yeah, yeah. Know? Like officer slots are at a premium because there's just so many enlisted people because they need every rank. Uh, Wes says, "Dan the goat." Wes the goat, dude. What's up? Welcome to the chat. Um, Okay, Owood says, is there any way to comp- to choose the battalion you go to? Uh, he's asking specifically after RASP 2. Whether it be RASP 1 or RASP 2, you do get to... Um, uh, no, I'm not... We didn't do RASP 2, right? We did RASP 1, so I can't fully speak to that, but my understanding is you get to put in for it, and it does weigh, but it's not definitive. With RASP 2, there's a, there's a pretty good chance that you already have your... You sign your contract... Arrest is a little more contractual, especially with like upper echelon, uh, you know, E8s, E9s, uh, you know, 04s, 05s, 06s. So you you probably actually have, you probably signed up to go to a certain battalion uh, if you're going to RASP 2, most likely. 
um unless it's like your as a e6 or a um a one anything above that you're most likely going to already have your contract so you're going to sign up to probably go to a specific battalion because they're trying to all like that's more slotted by job and qualification and stuff like that yeah um all right let's see so we got we got three minutes so Let's do one more on your end. You got another question on your end? Uh, yes. So, uh, UB Kroll says first bet, best bet. Absolutely. Uh, PHP says any advice on actually getting selected at RASP? What sticks out most? Competence, PT, etc., cetera, uh, etc. Cetera. Uh, it's not like that. Like, <laughs> it sort of is actually. So. My second time through after I got med recycled my first time, uh, they actually had us in squads. So there was one cadre instructor for like eight, nine, ten guys. So it did actually turn into a more of a small scale selection where like the NCO in charge of you, the cadre in charge of you could have like non selected you. Um, but for the most part, as long as you can hit your critical events, they're going to put everybody in different leadership positions um and things like that so just being good at what you do across the board whether it's pt or you know battle drills or land ever stuff like that yeah um awesome well uh do you got any final thoughts um no good to be back after the holidays yeah yeah good to be good to be back everybody um be sure to reach out to us if you guys need anything and um I appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure to check out trainlikearanger.com. We have workout programs, nutrition programs, merchant apparel, and much more on the agenda. Uh, remember to train to your utmost potential like a ranger. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good weekend, guys.